Hello, America. It's time for Uncle Sam Says. You've all heard of the Liberty Bell, the great big brass bell that we all love so much. But did you know why it's called the Liberty Bell? Is it because it rang when we announced the Declaration of Independence? Well, it did, but that's not why it's called the Liberty Bell. The reason is because inscribed right in the brass of the bell is a biblical inscription. It's taken from Leviticus 25.10. It says, Proclaim liberty throughout the land to all the inhabitants thereof. That's why it's called the Liberty Bell. Now today there's a lot of people who say and claim and teach and preach and spout that we are not a Christian nation, that the founders were dedicated to keeping the separation of church and state, and I've addressed that before in other stories, that's a bunch of malarkey. The founding fathers were Christian, they were virtually all Christian, and they worshipped in the same church, as a matter of fact, in Christ Church in Philadelphia. In fact, in um, about 1810, they put a stained glass window in that church that shows, uh, it looks almost like a photograph. It's got about 29 people, the founders of our Constitution and our Declaration these are the people who attended church in Christ Church. It was, uh, well, George and Martha Washington was there with Betsy Ross. I've talked about that before. And then there's Benjamin Russ, John Penn, uh, Benjamin Franklin and his daughter Sarah, Robert Morris. Our country was founded on principles of Christianity. We are a Christian nation. Now, in the fall of 1774, there were war clouds hanging over our country, and everybody was concerned about war with their mother country, England. It was a big, big deal. And on September 6th, 1774, the pastor of this church, Christ Church, the Reverend Jacob Ducci, came to Carpenter's Hall to open the American Congress with prayer. Of that time of prayer, John Adams reported. Now, he was there. He later became the second president of the country. The Reverend Ducci, unexpectedly to everybody, struck out into an extemporaneous prayer which filled the bosom of every man present. Now, this is John Adams talking. I must confess, I never heard a better prayer with such fervor, such ardor, such earnestness and pathos, and in language so eloquent and sublime for America and for the Congress. It has had an excellent effect upon everybody here. Now, Silas Dean, another founder, also a member of that Congress, declared that it was a prayer worth riding a hundred miles to hear. 
That is, it was worth spending three days on horseback to arrive in time to hear that prayer. And that as a result of that prayer, even Quakers shed tears. Additionally, the Congress read from four chapters in the Bible that morning. And as John Adams reported to his wife Abigail, one particular chapter especially impacted that group. And then he says, I never saw a greater effect upon an audience. It seemed as if heaven had ordained that psalm to be read on the morning. I must beg you to read that psalm. Read the 35th psalm to your friends. Read it to your father. That's John Adams talking to his wife, Abigail. Oh boy, I'll tell you guys, when I found that they were talking about the 35th psalm like that, I rushed to my Bible to find the 35th psalm. Now, I'm going to read that to you. It's worth hearing. But before I do, I want to explain these facts to you. These guys who say we're not a Christian nation, I'm, I'm just out of patience with them. <laughs> During the Revolution, the Continental Congress issued 15 separate prayer proclamations calling the nation to times of prayer and fasting or prayer and thanksgiving, depending on the circumstances at that time. 15 of those to the nation. Oh, now, few people know today that virtually every one of the 55 founding fathers who framed the Constitution were members of Orthodox Christian churches, and that many were outspoken evangelicals. Uh, similarly today, nobody knows, hardly anybody, that the 56 founding fathers who signed the Declaration in in Independence Hall in 1776, over half of them had received degrees from schools that today would be considered seminaries or Bible schools. Uh, to consider that we're not a Christian nation is just balderdash. Okay, folks. Uh, now we're going to go through the 35th Psalm. Now this is a Psalm of David. He's been hounded and hounded and his enemies have been coming at him all the time. David complains of his enemies. This is the heading of the chapter. And their wrong dealings. He asks the Lord to judge him according to his righteousness. A Psalm of David. Plead my cause, O Lord, with them that strive with me. Fight against them that fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for mine help. Draw out also the spear and stop the way against them that persecute me. Say unto my soul, I am thy salvation. Let them be confounded and put to shame that seek after my soul. Let them be turned back and brought to confusion that devise my hurt. Let them be as chaff before the wind. Let the angel of the Lord chase them. Let their way be dark and slippery, and let the angel of the Lord persecute them. 
for without cause have they hid for me their net in a pit, which without cause they have digged for my soul. Let destruction come upon him at unawares, and let his net that he hath hid to catch himself into that very destruction let him fall. And my soul shall be joyful in the Lord, it shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, Lord, who is like unto thee, which delivers the poor from him that is too strong for him? Yea, the poor and the needy from him that spoileth him. False witnesses did they rise up. They laid to my charge things that I knew not. They rewarded me evil for good to the spoiling of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting, and my prayer returned unto mine own bosom. I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourneth for his mother. But in mine adversity they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. Yea, the abjects gathered themselves together against me, and I knew it not. They did tear me and ceased not. With hypocritical mockers in feasts they gnashed upon me with their teeth. Lord, how long wilt thou look on? Rescue my soul from their destructions, my darling from the lions. I will give thee thanks in the great congregation. I will praise thee among much people. Let not them that are mine enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let them wink with the eye that hate me without a cause. For they speak not peace, but they devise deceitful matters against them that are quiet in the land. Yea, they opened their mouth wide against me and said, Aha, aha, or I hath seen it. This thou hast seen, O Lord. Keep not silence, O Lord. Be not far from me. Stir up thyself and awake to my judgment, even unto my cause, my God and my Lord. Judge me, O Lord, my God, according to thy righteousness, and let them not rejoice over me. Let them not say in their hearts, Ah, so we would have it. Let them not say, We have swallowed him up. Let them be ashamed and brought to confusion together that rejoice at mine hurt. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor that magnify themselves against me. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and of thy praise all the day long. Guys, this was read in Congress, the first Continental Congress, by the founders of our nation. Can anybody 
Can anybody not believe that this nation is a nation under God? Well, hey, thanks for listening. Remember, you are learning the truth. Tell your friends, speak with boldness, and keep your powder dry.